0: I'm Deontay Burden, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm
1: down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort?
0: I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Basley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shay Gildas Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. It's snowmageddon in OKC. It's trade deadline time. We have a massive trade to discuss.
1: Wait, it's snowing?
0: Oh, yeah, man. Snowmageddon here in OKC. How many inches you got? We got... a. uh, uh, I actually have, don't know how many I have right in front of me, but they reported that there's going to be four to six inches here.
1: Really? Oh, That's yeah. legit.
0: It's legit. Big, big bread, big dairy. It's a big day.
1: That's awesome. That's yeah. so exciting. All the kids are probably off. Oh, yeah. That's
0: awesome. Oh, it's great. My kids are already very, very excited about this. We've invited some That's- friends over to sled. It's just going to oh, be a day. Man. We've got the hot chocolate ready to go.
1: That's the worst thing about Portland is, if it could get like four degrees colder every winter, we would be covered in snow constantly (laughs) because it's always raining. Yeah, but it will only ever get to like thirty-four to thirty-six degrees. (laughs) Oh, really? Which is the worst type of rain? (laughs) It is the very worst in the world because it doesn't freeze, but it's very cold and it hurts. (laughs) <laughs> and, and that's like the best that we've gotten one one time we got nine inches and it was awesome, oh, but
0: wow. that's it yep, looking at some snow right now uh you want to uh I guess we should go through this trade one team at a time, but let's let's first talk about preparation for the trade deadline, Alex, on notifications yes. who's who are you who are you getting what tweets are coming through uh what gets you excited here at the trade deadline?
1: I, I am a deadline prepper, uh, so my phone is ready to go. I've got notifications on for Woj, Shams, and Mark Stein, and this year, I decided to throw into the mix, just trying them out, a aggregator account, <laughs> which I, I tried out a few of them, Legion Hoops, NBA Central. I decided to go with Hoop Central, uh, which I'm using this year, which has been Fine. Um, I, I definitely would say if you're looking for just a little bit of extra dopamine yeah. during your day, you just want to check your phone a little bit more. <laughs> you just want to look at it more. <laughs> they're good for that. I don't know if I've heard anything new. I mean, they did tweet out something from Chris Haynes, so they're, they are catching these other reporters that I'm not necessarily following. Yeah. So I think they could be good for that reason. Obviously, if you're blocked by Woj, which I feel like a lot of people are. You, you, Why does that's he basically block the people? reason these accounts exist What are
0: people doing to get blocked by Woj?
1: Uh, any, I think he blocks people who Try to like talk about him versus Shams oh. In the uh, in his comments
0: Interesting, okay yeah.
1: He doesn't want to hear it
0: <laughs>
1: Clearly not
0: <laughs> oh, That's pretty wild
1: But yeah, a lot of notifications yesterday Not a lot of things worth looking at the phone for though
0: no, there are lots of angry moments for me about the skills challenge and three-point contest. It was, it was mostly a waste of my time until I'm ready to go to sleep and we've got this huge four-team trade, the biggest trade since the year 2000 that involved Patrick Ewing,
1: which sounds just very old. It does because we. I feel like I was into the NBA, but I don't even have any recollection of that trade. I, we were in eighth grade mm-hmm. in the year 2000.
0: Yeah, that's it's crazy to think about.
1: No memories.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> memories. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's talk about it from the Nuggets' perspective to start with. Uh, in this trade, the Nuggets received Gerald Green, Kita Bates, Jop, Shabazz Napier. Noah Vonleh and a 2020 first-round pick from the Houston Rockets, they sent out Malik Beasley, Wancho Hernan Gomez, and Jared Vanderbilt. What are your thoughts on uh, this Nuggets, the Nuggets portion of the deal?
1: Right, so they, they wanted to keep Malik Beasley. They gave him a contract extension offer at the beginning of the year after he had a pretty nice year last year, which was mostly based on the fact that he could play because mm-hmm. they had some injuries last year, so he actually got an opportunity. So coming into this year, he was feeling pretty good about himself. They offered him a contract extension, which I couldn't find the details for it. People just said it would pay him eight figures annually, hmm. which is a wide range, but I know the number <laughs> of digits. So I know it was some, some amount. It was at least $10 million a year that they were offering him, and he turned that down. His agent is Rich Paul. He was expecting a big thing this year, you know, big deal coming off a hot year. It's his third season, and it hasn't really worked out just because the Nuggets have been a little bit more healthier, Mm -hmm. at least in the backcourt. So I definitely think they wanted to keep him. He has the most value of all of these guys, but if they knew they weren't going to keep him, if they knew they weren't going to pay him or Wancho this summer, I kind of like the idea of just like, well, let's just get a pick for him. Yeah. So they're going to get a pick somewhere between probably 20 and 25. And if any team has shown the ability to nail like these mid to late first round picks, yep. I feel like it's been the nuggets.
0: Well, they've lost their own pick to the thunder.
1: So that's true. Yeah. So I don't mind it for Denver. And yeah. I think it makes sense. If you look at their like cap sheet going forward, they're about to get a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably made the decision. Well, Millsap's in expiring. We have Jeremy Grant. We're probably going to want to pay Jeremy Grant. Do we really want to pay Jeremy Grant and Malik Beasley and Wancho? Because those guys aren't playing that much as it is.
0: No, they're not in the regular season. Especially rotation. Wancho.
1: Wancho isn't even in the rotation.
0: Right. And Kade Bates' job is kind of interesting as a
1: player. KBD.
0: Yeah. He's a pretty interesting
1: guy. So, And if you really need like a third or not even a third like a fourth guard. Shabazz Napier is fine. He can shoot. Yeah. He can shoot it. And so don't, I, I would don't give really it like need a B. him, but
0: yeah. Yeah, I looked at the trade <laughs> grades on <laughs> on uh, ESPN everybody got a B. Really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. well that makes me feel smart then.
0: Yeah. Uh and Noah Vonleh is a guy that can play. Yeah, no opinion on that. Some minutes. That's fine i guess i don't know uh the timberwolves so the timberwolves received malik beasley Wancho hernan gomez evan turner jared vanderbilt and the 2020 first round pick from the brooklyn nets that is lottery protected and they sent out robert covington and jordan bell
1: thoughts from so the wolves i i really liked this yeah and I, I feel like people have been a little lukewarm on it, but go back to earlier this week when we heard the report that Minnesota was asking for two first round picks for Robert Covington. If you click on that tweet from Woj, everyone's just making fun of the Timberwolves. <laughs> what idiots, you know, people are putting out <laughs> gifts that say who, and guess what? They did get two first round picks for Robert Covington. They ended up fl- uh, flipping one to Denver but they got two first round picks for Robert Covington. Mm-hmm. So, that in and of itself, I think, is pretty impressive. And the idea that they flip one of those first round picks, the Houston one, to Denver and get two like instant rotation players for them. Yeah. Like Malik Beasley is probably going to start for them. And he is the best shooter on their team yeah, he outside should. of karl Anthony Towns.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should start so- for them.
1: He, he might. I mean, what is he like? The third or fourth best player on the team now, right? So I'm—I I mean, for him, he's going to have like this whole end of the season to showcase himself, yeah. Which I think will be great, and I think they will probably pay him this summer. We'll see. And yeah. Wancho's a really nice backup too, because he's—he's not—he's <laughs> described as stretchy, but yeah. he's also shooting like twenty-five percent from three. Yeah, but he—he's he's more theoretically stretchy, but. He's had moments in the past, and I think he's, again, someone who can start playing for them instantly, whereas he was getting no time in Denver. And then Evan Turner will probably get minutes, too. I'm looking at all these guys like, wow.
0: Evan all Turner these guys will play a, play a lot. Yeah, he will play. There's no question.
1: <laughs> and then they kept the better of the first-round picks, which is Brooklyn's first-round pick, which is lottery protected. It'll probably be like 17 or 18, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So I kind of like that. I might give that a B plus. yeah.
0: I I like it a lot for them too. You get basically three prospects in Beasley, Hernan Gomez, and Jared Vanderbilt, a first round pick, and a guy that can play right now with Evan Turner. Great, that's cool. All for Robert Covington and Jordan Bell.
1: Now, what have you thought about the the uh, like mainstream media opinion? The the like. National media opinion on Robert Covington. I feel like it's sh- it's shifted. Yeah, and i and we've talked about previously about NBA smart guys. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we first did it, we kind of thought that uh, Pascal Siakam was like you know a quintessential NBA smart guy. Yep. And we I think we said at the time he was kind of like the first one. But honestly, I think if you if we had done that like a few years ago, we would have said Robert Covington. He was like the—he was maybe the first NBA smart guy because if you knew who Robert Covington was and thought he was good, that was like an instant sign that you were a real NBA fan. Because he was toiling away on those awful process Sixers teams, and yet, like everyone who was watching him, knew like actually this guy is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so all of our opinion on him was based on those process Sixers teams, and it probably has never changed. Right. And, and so we do probably overvalue him. I mean, Zach Lowe said he was, like, the, one of the most overrated players in the league, <laughs> which I don't think he meant it as mean as that sounds. Yeah. Because he still thinks he's a good player. But it's just been interesting because these are all the same people that got us hyped about Robert Covington to start with.
0: I know. I mean, the smart guy take now is Robert Covington's not as good as you think he is. Yeah. that's the smart I don't know take. how I feel about that. Well, I think, I mean, he – could be the biggest name moved. I mean honestly, would you be surprised if in 2 years if Malik Beasley is a better player than Robert Covington? Not necessarily. No. I mean to me that's where I'm like, "Oh yeah, the Wolves did very well yeah. <laughs> in this trade." <laughs> Cuz they could pay him like what Covington makes on average and say right. that, that. And so they're not it's not like they're having this massive money swap. Where Malik Beasley's gonna make like twenty million? That's not gonna happen. And Beasley is a much more versatile offensive player. He can he can handle a little bit, and Covington just can't. You know he's he's a th- quintessential three and D player, which is important and important to the team that he went to. Um, but still, you know if you're the Wolves, and you just have got to get talent in any way possible. You know, you get a first round pick, you get the three prospects we talked about. That's, to me, that's great. That's a really nice move. That's a
1: ton now what of about, value. what about this quote, though, from Carl Anthony Towns? This was after the team's 12th straight loss on Monday <laughs> night.
0: Yeah. He
1: said, I think it's very obvious that he, talking about Covington, is my best friend on the team. So it would be very difficult if something like a trade was going to happen. Yeah. Is traded his best friend, his only friend.
0: But after that, the quote after that, it continued, and he said, "But I trust the front office. I trust Gerson Rosas, and I think that he's." Oh, he's got
1: to say that.
0: He said it though,
1: but he still said it. Compliment sandwich, almost. It is. It is a compliment. More of an an open. It's more of an open faced (laughs) sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: here's the deal. This is a this. Could make them better next year than Covington did. It, like everybody loves Robert Covington, but look what he was doing this year with this T Wolves team. Like that team sucks. He didn't elevate that team at all. They suck. It's true. Those twelve games in a row on a team that Robert Covington is on. So I'm, I mean, I I get it because I mean he's I think he will help the Rockets, but he sure did not elevate. What the T-Wolves were doing this year I mean he just It's just a fact
1: <laughs> He did Yeah that. Now as long as we're talking about the Wolves I want to talk about one other angle which is that When this deal was initially reported They were talking about trying to bring in the Warriors As the fourth team Yeah So that they could get Delo mm-hmm. And the biggest hang up This was in the same story Was this Sam Amick? Um Maybe. I believe so. It's on The Athletic. Go check it out. Mm -hmm. The big hang-up was that the Wolves were so far unwilling to meet the Warriors' demand to include their own unprotected 2020 first-round pick in the deal, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: which this is the most confusing aspect of all of this to me because the deal that we're talking about is sending Andrew Wiggins, Mm -hmm. getting off of that deal, Mm -hmm. and bringing in Carl Anthony Towns' best friend, D'Angelo Russell yeah why are they being so stingy with this first round pick like I get that it's going to be a high pick yeah but before the season we would have said Andrew Wiggins is a net negative asset if they're going to get rid of that asset they're going to have to attach a pick or they're going to have to take back an even worse contract somehow I mean we were talking about like CP3 for Wiggins swaps back when we didn't think CP3 was good
0: yeah Mm.
1: Yeah. And I now mean, all of a sudden they're not willing to give up a first round pick. Like they could get off of Wiggins. Mm-hmm. They could clear so much cap space. They could get the guy that they actually wanted to get the entire time. Is it really worth holding on to this pick? Which if they bring in D'Angelo Russell, they're probably going to win a few games. So maybe it's only it only ends up being like the eighth or ninth pick.
0: Yeah. And they've screwed up almost all their picks, anyways. So just <laughs>
1: I would do it. If if all it costs was that unprotected twenty twenty and let's say the Brooklyn pick that they got or whatever, another pick mm-hmm. that they have. Mm-hmm. I th- I think I would do it if only just to get off of Wiggins, but then also you're getting the player that you've you've coveted this entire time. Yeah, I don't disagree at all.
0: And what you're wanting at the top of that draft is a point guard. And you just get right. a point guard. So I just I'm a little confused
1: by the Golden State's angle. Oh, I don't get it at all. If that was, like, their big payoff for this Russell move?
0: I would keep Russell. Like, to me, that's crazy. To bring back Andrew Wiggins and you just hope that, you know, these picks are, you know, net you good players? I don't know. Like, I'd rather keep Russell and
1: your own pick and then move forward with that. I think the idea would be that you could then trade your own pick plus this pick. So like two lottery picks to really go get someone good. But at that point, now you've like strapped yourself in terms of your cap space because you just brought on Andrew Wiggins.
0: Right? Yeah. I don't, I don't get that at all. And I also like look at what the thunder have done with their three guard lineup this year. And you look at Steph clay and D'Angelo Russell like, it could be extremely dynamic where you're always, like, the, what the Thunder do. And they have Draymond Green down there, which is, like, the perfect guy to have down low. And they really just need one additional player there. And you attack whatever mismatch you've got with one of those three guys. I mean, it would be formidable. Like, I've, I doubted it at first, but I think in this new NBA, yeah, you can play that way. I mean, you really can. And that is more potent than what the Thunder have. So, I'm, I mean, if I'm them, I want to see it. I'm not bringing Andrew Wiggins in. I'm not doing that. Are you kidding me? I mean, to me, I mean, people say that he could be like the Harrison Barnes of that group. I don't want Harrison Barnes. I don't want Andrew Wiggins. I'd rather have D'Angelo Russell, who's like a legitimately good player. I mean, he is good. I mean, he was an all star last year. He's played really well this year for the Warriors who have not been good, obviously, but he's played well and to me, I want to see it i don't I don't want Andrew Wiggins. I mean that's I mean that is crazy.
1: That would be crazy to me. That's like a, a move that a team like the Knicks would and could make yeah where they like just need like some kind of injection of like name recognition right onto their team and like I can even get it in that case. Like, I wouldn't even make fun of the Knicks that much. <laughs> I know. But for the Warriors, it's like, what are you guys doing? Why? Why? I mean, I'd encourage them to do it just
0: as a Thunder fan, you know. Like, that's great. Oh, for sure. But if as a Warriors fan, I'd just rather have your top five pick, D'Angelo, and D'Angelo Russell, than like a top five pick and like the seventh pick and Andrew Wiggins. And to me, it's just a no-brainer. Uh, okay, the Hawks received Clint Capella and Nene Hilario. I guess we're using his last name again instead of just yes. Nene. Uh, it's it's fine if that's what you want to do, Hawks. If you need a center that badly, go for it. That's good. Clint Capella's is a good one. He's
1: hurt right well, now, you, but whatever. You sound pretty wishy washy. Why are you so wishy washy?
0: I don't know if I'm the, if I'm the Hawks. I'm just. I wouldn't be getting, I'm not, I don't know. Being bad is fine. You're not supposed to be good right now. But you're like, oh, we got we to gotta get somebody. We got to get somebody. That's what you don't want through your rebuild process is this. And you give up a pick to get a guy that helps you now. Helps you now to do what? To move from the worst team to like the third worst team? I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that at all.
1: I, I disagree. I like it for the Hawks because they did need a center at some point. Sure. In this in this roster construction, they have a ton of picks. They they have a ton of young guys on the roster as it is. Mm -hmm. So is adding another player with it was the Brooklyn pick that they sent out. So adding another player with like the 18th pick, like is this a guy you're even going to be able to play next year?
0: Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know who it is. But you're also
1: going to be bringing in like a top five pick in addition to all the other guys on your roster. Right.
0: Just just another swing. Just get, that's, what, that's what you do. That's what I would it do. It is
1: another swing, but I would argue that if you could just get someone like Clint Capella with that 18th pick, and it's not like he's on a crazy deal, and that deal is locked up for a few years. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily, I don't know, he's not too far away from the timeline for me to really worry about that. Yeah. And I think if you compare him to other things we had heard, which were Andre Drummond or Steven Adams, contract-wise, I think he's the best, obviously the best option of those three. Sure. And even for the way he plays, like I think him in a spread pick and roll, like a true spread pick and roll where Mm -hmm. he's not just watching Harden 60% of the time, but where like (laughs) Trey Young is running pick and rolls like almost every time down the court. I think he's going to be awesome in that system. Yeah, I think he's going to be better than what we saw in Houston. And he was pretty good in Houston, so I say why not? Yeah, it's fine. It's f- I just I don't love it. I don't love the idea of it. You I just mean, want them to be bad forever.
0: <laughs> I just I just would rather play out the process than bring in Clint Capella. I mean, you could if you need a center, you could sign one in the offseason. They and have crazy cap space and no one. I mean. Well, they can go sign Derek Favors if they want to. Like go do that instead. And you don't have to lose your pick.
1: It's yeah, I know. I just feel like for the relative value, especially going into this draft, which I know it, it could be a great draft. It could be a great. Maybe every single person, every single talent evaluator is wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're all wrong. It's possible. But the eighteenth pick just isn't doing a lot for me.
0: I know. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I just, you just never know, man. You just and I also know.
1: think that Clint Capella is still an asset. And he, yeah. b- because he's locked up for so long, like if they really wanted to, they could probably flip him for another first round pick at some point.
0: Yeah, they probably could.
1: For they another could. like late first.
0: Yeah, they probably could.
1: So I'm fine with it. Go, Hawks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fine. Uh, the Rockets received Robert Covington, Jordan Bell. And a 2024 second-round pick that is a Golden State's pick. And they sent out Joe Green, um, who else did they send? Clint Capella, Nene Hilario,
1: and their own first-round pick. Um, And they got under the tax. You have to at least mention that. They did
0: get under the tax, which might be their number one mission. I mean, as as the Houston Rockets organization, it is – hilarious that they got the guy back in a trade that Chris Paul pointed out for not tucking in his jersey and helped the Thunder win a game because he didn't tuck in his jersey. It's just hilarious that he winds up with Houston. Just very, very funny to me. Uh, and they got their guy, Robert Covington, who is now apparently the most overrated player in the NBA. <laughs> I feel like they that's a lot to to me, and I know this draft isn't great, but... If you frame it like this, if the Thunder traded Stephen Adams and their first-round pick this year, and all they got back was Robert Covington, I'd be super miffed about that. Like that's to me, that's not enough. And everybody kind of values Clint Capella and Adams in the same kind of tier, uh, and that's all you get back. I don't know. Like I wouldn't, I would not be super jacked. I like the way that they're going to play now. That's cool. It feels like it's a year or two too late to do that because I just don't know how they match up with the current teams of the NBA. This is a, that would be a great team to go play against the Warriors with. But the Warriors don't exist anymore. The teams that are really good have big players. I know this is probably the best way to play for Russell Westbrook. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But to me, I don't love the value that they got back.
1: But what if you traded Stephen Adams and a first-round pick for Robert Covington, and you got under the tax, Andrew? <laughs>
0: yeah, I, you know how I feel about that. I don't give a crap about that. that doesn't help me. That doesn't help my pocketbook. I don't. I just um, would not. I would not be super jacked if I am a Rockets fan because you know that a huge part of this deal was to get under the tax, and then you got you got your guy, but a first-round pick and Clint Capella is a lot to give up in order to get a mid-tier wing and get out of the tax. That seems like a lot to me.
1: It is. Although I would argue that Capella is a mid-tier center. Like, I don't think he's better relative to Covington. Sure. And I think wings are harder to find.
0: Yeah. But the, you're the one giving up the pick though, is what I'm saying. To get there. No, I know. I but I, I, yeah,
1: like well that it. comes into the play with the wings versus centers debate. Like, mm-hmm. I mean one of the reasons we were you were just talking about Atlanta like not being thrilled with what they did is because they're moving all these assets to get a center. Yeah. Uh, in a in a time in the league when it feels like you can just get a center for cheap if you want to. I mean, we have Nerland's Noel barely paying him anything mm-hmm. and he's very good That's at very what he good. does. Yep. Maybe he's not a starting center in the league, but we were able to find someone like that for really cheap. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're going to make a move for a wing like they did, the most coveted position, I think you're going to have to pay a little bit extra.
0: Yeah, so, and they did. I just I am understand saying I would why not it be, happened. I mean, would you be super jacked if that's the return the Thunder got and they traded Adams and a first-round pick? That's just what I'm asking.
1: I would say this year, no. But we watched a Russell Westbrook led team for three years, try to fit into like a normal offensive structure
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it didn't work. They were not able to ever win 50 games. Right. And so maybe the best team construction for Russell Westbrook is not a traditional center with him on the court at all times. Mm -hmm. Maybe having a point guard who cannot shoot from three you actually don't want a center clogging the lane so that Russell Westbrook can just be your center, basically, on offense. I don't disagree and with be, that at all. Just yeah. play in the paint. So, I don't know. So, like, last year, maybe. Maybe the Rockets have figured out how to use Westbrook effectively because I don't think Oklahoma City did.
0: Yeah. Is it I think the that best, was proven the best, in
1: three straight playoff series. Is it the
0: best for James Harden as well?
1: Well at that point they're just kind of locked into Westbrook and Westbrook is so much harder to build around than Harden. Yeah. So it is it is strange. That's a good point. Like they are basically tailoring their team now to Russell Westbrook <laughs> as opposed to the guy who's been second in the MVP for the last like 4 years. Yeah.
0: That would be my question. Is that for the foreseeable future, for the future of this team, you want to
1: you want to organize it around Russell Westbrook instead of James Harden? Because but more, honestly, but for the future the of this same. team, they would have never made the Westbrook okay. trade in the first place. Like, if, if Tillman yeah. and Harden weren't pushing Maury to do it, mm-hmm. I mean, that trade probably never gets done because Maury probably agrees with you that, yes, we should be building around James Harden. Yeah, Everything should be about James Harden. Mm-hmm. But I think now that they have Russell Westbrook, if you're going to legitimately try to win a championship, you have to do something crazy because the way their team was currently constructed was not going to win a championship, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'd yeah. seen, I'd seen enough. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that this – to me, this doesn't move them. It just move.
0: – they're different. I just don't – I mean, I don't think they're beating the Lakers or the Clippers, and they may not even beat the Jazz. With
1: the current I – I, I, I don't think they will roster. either. I wouldn't pick them against any of those teams, but I'm much more interested in watching them now. Oh, yeah, because, no doubt. Because they are literally doing something that has never been done in the league. I mean, that game they had last week where they were the first team since like the 1960s to not play any player above 6'7". Yeah. yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, he, wild. We, we have really entered a new era if, if the Rockets are successful in any way. I mean, this is super small ball. We yeah. thought we were doing small ball. It turns out we were doing medium ball right. these last few years. Right, like this is true small ball, and I think it's going to be really interesting because they have a good record without Capella. the The question is, well, what about you're going to give up a lot of rebounds, and we saw that last night. They were playing the Charlotte Hornets, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know why I just said their whole name <laughs> sounded weird coming out. Uh, they and and they were getting killed in the first half on the boards. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook was out, which obviously matters because he's probably their best rebounder at this point. Yeah. I mean, he is now. Yeah. So it's going to take a lot. Like, you have to get full buy-in from all of these guys to be rebounders. They have to be very active. They have to play a very different type of defense. They cannot just stand around like they've been doing. But my whole thing is, like, they weren't that great with Capella. They weren't a top-half defensive team. With him? With Capella. So just I think they were, like, 15th to 17th in defensive efficiency. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, don't, I mean,
0: is coming to the difference between those two going to vault them anywhere? I just make, it just makes them very different.
1: I think it's going to vault their offense significantly. So their offense without Capella this year has been better than Dallas's offense, which yeah. is number one in the league. I mean, their offense should I, be great. I think they're going to be the best offense in the league from this point forward. They should be. They should be. They have got two elite creators, and they've got
0: shooting all around them. They should be. It should be a great offense. There's no no question about that. I just I also worry about PJ Tucker. He's played the most minutes on the team this season. But uh 1,762
1: minutes this season. It's more than James Harden. Um and that's only that's I I looked it up last night. That's only 30 minutes away from number one overall in the league, which is Zach Levine.
0: Yeah, that's to me, that's horrifying. And he's got already a shoulder issue. I would worry about that because that is a that's a thing cuz PJ Tucker he's a big beefy man but he's 6 foot 5 I don't know I worry I would worry about that long term like for him because he turns 35 in May during the playoffs he will turn 35 and he will be your essentially your full-time center and he's going to have to – I mean, playing against Gobert, playing against Jokic, playing against Anthony Davis, I think that's – I mean, it's just a lot to ask. And he, they've already put a ton of miles on this guy. That's what I would – If I would worry about that
1: some. And I do think that's the most legitimate concern, especially if you are thinking this is going to be their core going forward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because going into next season, well, let's say by January of next year – Tucker's 35, Harden's 31, Westbrook's 32, Gordon's 32, Covington's 30. So those are their top 5 players. They're all 30 or older. And then even like Rivers and House, Rivers is 28, House is 27. So they're not going to bring it they're not going to be bringing in any young players in the draft. I mean, I guess they could trade for another draft pick, but they traded away their first round pick. They have Isaiah Hardenstein who they don't want to play. He's like their <laughs> only young player on the on the roster. Yeah. So going forward, I would definitely say that is a huge concern. But the calculus they're probably making is, like, if we really want to go back to the Capella model, like, we can get one of these centers.
0: Yeah. Like, we can
1: make a move for Nerland's Noel this summer.
0: Right. And I would, if I'm them, I would be trying to find somebody now. Just, Just start at center, to play a lot of minutes at center, and then just do what the Warriors did with Draymond, where they didn't play him a ton at center until they had to. And they preserved him, and he, and he even struggled just playing that position over the years. You know, he wore down after playing that position over the years. And so, P.J. Tucker, who's older, I just, to me, I would be concerned about that. Also, do you know what P.J. stands for? Because his name is Anthony Leon Tucker.
1: I did know this because I happened to be on his basketball reference page. Pops Jr.
0: Stands for Pops Jr., it's a nickname. So he's just a fraud in every single way,
1: I guess. Who who do you think so the, the name that's been thrown out there is Kavan Looney, who I'm still is he playing? Has he back and playing yet? I
0: don't know. I have not heard of Kavon playing a game for them.
1: This I mean season. The Kavan Looney that we saw in last year's playoffs, like if Houston had that player super yeah. cheap, like, yeah, that'd be great. He's
0: played 12 games, shooting 33% from the field, 2.5 points, 3.1 rebounds a game. Effective field goal percentage of 34. It's been really good.
1: But because that's a guy who, if he was healthy, but of course he has like some weird chronic issues. Yeah. He's only 23. And he's on a cheaper deal than Capella was on. Now, it would push them like back how do they over get the him? tax, I think.
0: Yeah, but how do they get him?
1: Uh, they can actually get him just by absorbing him into some, like, there's a trade exception, like a $12.5 million trade exception. Will, what, what,
0: what incentive do the Warriors have to do that?
1: Because if they get rid of Kavon Looney, they get under the tax.
0: Hmm. And they're very concerned about that?
1: I don't know if they're very concerned, but if they're going to make this move for Wiggins... They're gonna be over the tax for a long time. Sheesh.
0: Um yeah, that doesn't excite me if I'm Houston.
1: But there there are guys out there like that. Yeah. I mean, what if they traded another first round pick? Oh gosh. It's so crazy that they gave all those picks to us and yet they still have their next two picks. Like they have they traded twenty twenty. They can also still trade twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah. Oh I mean they could- I mean that's just Maury saying I won't be here. Like screw it, <laughs> let's go for but it. But they now. could do
1: you know lottery protected twenty twenty two or even more than that. Yeah, for like Tristan Thompson,
0: they could absorb him.
1: Oh, that's a good point. I don't know if they can.
0: I don't think they. I mean I don't they know what's their trade exception number. Hear. Is it is that the how big is their trade exception?
1: I thought I saw something about how they have like twelve point five million to work with. Yeah, Thompson makes more than that, but he makes more than that. Yeah. Well, they could give us something for Nerlens Noel. I, we talked about this
0: in the text thread yesterday. I would trade Nerlens Noel to them if they just remove the protections on the picks. That's all you have to do.
1: Why would they do that? I don't know. I don't know why they do that. If they did it for like one year, I would be pumped
0: uh yeah sure one year i mean you ask for all of them and then you just maybe they give you the p- protection off the pick swaps or something i'd do that and that would help them a lot yeah. and i would start new Orleans and i'd play them 25 minutes a game until the playoffs and then you can play them 10 minutes a game in the playoffs and then play how you want to play Right. But to me it's just all about like preserving these guys for the playoffs. And if you're having to play them 35 minutes a game at that position to me it's just to me it's that's a it's risky. Is is what I would is
1: my assessment. It is. They they need bodies. I mean they played eight guys last night. Yeah. But one of those was Hardenstein who only played 3 minutes.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And and Jordan Bell's just not very good. I mean he didn't couldn't play for the
1: Warriors last year.
0: I mean, he's just, he's just not a very good player. Doesn't tuck in
1: the shirt. God, they had four guys play over 40 minutes last night. I
0: mean, yeah, against the Hornets. I would worry about that. I would worry about that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on the fire Mike D'Antoni train, but I would be worried that Mike D'Antoni is running some of these guys into the ground, and it's February.
1: Because if if Tucker does get hurt, if Tucker did get hurt, that would be the end. They're screwed. I don't know what you do at that point.
0: It would have been like Draymond Green being out for the Warriors. You're screwed. And even in worse shape than that. Uh, Let's let's go over uh, some Thunder stuff. I put together a kind of a trade value ranking of sorts. I want to see if you agree with me. So I have six different tiers for this Thunder team. Uh, the first tier is just Shea Gilders-Alexander all by himself. In order for somebody to trade for Shea, it would have to be a crazy, crazy trade package,
1: right? Yeah, it would be picks and a like good young player.
0: Yeah, and that's just not happening on either end, I would guess.
1: Uh, the next tier, I
0: think that you could expect a nice return for these guys, a first-round pick you know, at the very at the very least, probably. Even, like, a bad first-round pick for some of these. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, Stephen Adams, Dennis Schroeder. And I threw... I didn't really know where to put Darius Baisley, but I know that the Thunder at least value him at this level. I don't know if other teams do, but I think the Thunder do. And so I put really? him in this level, too. Yeah, I think that they, they think of him as somebody that could be a guy moving forward. And so that's kind of what has skewed... Skewed my vision on this a little bit. I don't think they could get a good first round pick for him. This year, that's not what I'm saying, but I think that's where
1: I think that the value is placed on him at this level. Man, you get one shout out in Zach Lowe's Ten Things, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I think it would. I think it would pick. take
0: something significant for them to move on. Like if somebody called and like, "Hey, we'll give you a the 32nd pick in the draft for Darius Basley," I think the Thunder would say, "No way."
1: Right, right. No, yeah, I get that. Yeah, like even that Brooklyn pick that Atlanta traded, that's probably gonna be like the seventeenth or eighteenth pick. Be like, eh, I probably don't know. not doing. It. Yeah. Uh of that group, I would say, surprise, I would actually not have Steven Adams in there because I think that his main uh the main team who is interested in him is now gone. Yeah. And I don't see who is going to give a first round pick for Steven Adams at this point. Like, I think if Boston could and it made sense in a way where they didn't have to break up their core, maybe they would. But I just don't think there's any teams out there because of his salary and because of the relative value of centers that would give enough value back at this point.
0: Yeah, I think with Atlanta off the board, there's a stronger chance that the Thunder just hold on to Steven through the rest of his contract. Because I think that was the team that, I mean, that really wanted him and that would have given up a significant amount to get him.
1: And Which is great because we were about to lose a lot of New Zealand fans. I know. There was I, going to be a mass exodus. I mean, we lost think, all those people.
0: Yeah, and I think there's a chance that Steven just kind of sticks around. I mean, I do, I've I thought that all along, but the Hawks kind of put some some pause in that to me. Like, okay, like Atlanta might offer something crazy <laughs> for him <laughs> because I think he would help them a lot. uh. But I think he stays in this tier for me because I don't think the Thunder are taking back anything in return that's less than that. You know, they're not going to get it. And they it's just one of those, it's a stalemate type of deal. And we just the same thing with Capella and the Hawks. He's young enough to where he's not way out of the range of just being able to stay with his team. And so. Uh, I think he's, yeah. I think he's there just because I don't think the Thunder are gonna are just gonna move him to move him. They need this value in order to move him, and they may well, not. Well, if that's get it.
1: how you're ranking it, then why isn't our friend Lugent Dort <laughs> in this section? But honestly, like, would they would they trade him right now if someone gave them that Brooklyn pick, the 18th pick, in next year's draft, maybe, 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 what? I mean maybe. Don't say that. <laughs> Take it back.
0: <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I mean he's a two way player right now. He didn't even, doesn't even have a contract. <laughs> so Well <laughs> we need to get that need to get the boy a contract
1: first. Um Do we need to do we have a roster spot open? Could we even do that if we wanted to?
0: Um I. That's a good question that I should know the answer to. One. Two.
1: Wow. Caught Andrew. Yeah, I
0: think they do have a roster spot. So
1: so they could. They have no reason to do it. I don't even know how many uh, days he spent with the team. And this counts as, oh, man, I wasn't even thinking about this. They should have sent him down these last four days because do all these days count?
0: I don't know. It's a it's a mystery. The whole days that count don't count as like a black box. Is it just days that... And to me, if they... If they do care about, I mean, they're going to give him a contract. He will get a contract. Like that's they better. Gonna, that's going to happen. I think they wait till after the trade deadline to do it and whatnot. But I think that he'll he'll get a deal. Uh, and like really, the the most interesting guys in this tier are Gallinari and Schroeder because I think that of like the good players on the Thunder that you'd be worried about being traded, those are the two that I think have a better chance than everybody else of being dealt. And Gallinari is the first one on this tier. And then Schroeder is number two. Because, I mean, Schroeder has been so good for this team. And I think that there might be a team out there that says, okay, we'll we'll give up, you know, a first-round pick and somebody that's playable so that we can bring on Dennis Schroeder. And the Thunder might say, okay, let's do it.
1: That would be cool because as much as I've enjoyed Schroeder this year, he's been awesome. I do feel like if you traded him right now, you would be trading him at his peak value. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to get any higher than it is right now.
0: No, probably not.
1: I don't I don't think that Schroeder is a perennial six-man of the year Yeah, with the Thunder going forward. But also, I think this is probably going to be his best season in his career. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I feel right now. So if you could get a good deal, if someone wanted to overpay, I, it, it wouldn't drive me crazy, even though I'd be very sad to see the three-guard lineup
0: vanish. Yeah. I mean, let's say he wins six-man of the year, which is possible. Um, and then he has a nice playoffs. I mean, that could be the peak value this summer.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because
0: I feel like also during the summer, like players that were pretty good, like their value kind of inflates, at least on Twitter it inflates. Like, oh, Dennis Schroeder. This guy could be really – look what he did for the Thunder in the playoffs. They took the whoever to seven games, and he was a huge part of it. You know, same for Gallinari. And <coughs> Gallo's the I mean is so he's, he's in such an interesting Spot Because we I mean I thought he'd be gone By now I thought he'd be gone I really did But the sign and trade market Is apparently going to be a lot better Than what anybody thought And so You wait for the summer And you can get him where he wants to go Is <coughs> a, a pretty big deal Okay, buddy.
1: Yeah, the thing I never that we didn't talk about earlier in the season when we were talking about Gallo's trade value, which we know now and understand now, is just what the landscape's going to look like this summer. The fact that if he really does want to go to a contending team, those teams aren't really going to have the cap space to sign him. Mm-mm. No. And so the the idea of a sign and trade is something we just weren't talking about back in October, but now it actually does make a lot more sense Yeah, for both sides.
0: Well, and part of why we weren't talking about it is that we didn't, we didn't think they'd be 30 and 20 sitting here right, right before the trade deadline. I mean, they're about to hit their over under and it's February at 31 games. Like no, I don't think anybody thought that this was a possibility. And so because, not even Jay, not even Jay. <laughs> this would be a possibility where they may be sitting at the five seed in the next week or two. I mean that's a distinct possibility. And so I I would and that's that's the whole reason why you just keep him. If I think it's for the playoff run. I mean if you, if I don't think they would, but if they have it they feel like they have a chance to win around in the playoffs and then could have a chance to sign and trade him. I think And just depending on what teams are offering, like teams are offering a pick in the 20s in this next draft. I'd rather have the experience than have a pick in the 20s in this next draft. You've already got one. I don't know. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be super jacked to, to receive that. Now, if teams are offering picks out in the future, then I think that you have to bite on that. Like a 2022 or 2023, you know, lightly protected first round pick. I think you probably have to take that for him, but I don't know if teams are offering that.
1: It's still so crazy that those Houston picks are so far out.
0: It is. It's, it is crazy because they could, they could be game changers for the thunder.
1: I can't believe they can Houston can still trade their 2022 with all of the picks they've given up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. So that was your second tier.
0: Yeah. Uh, third tier is just Chris Paul.
1: Okay, because I, he's an all star. Do with him,
0: but he makes just too much money. Uh, tier four is kind of a group of like, eh. like if you got like a a good second round pick for any of these guys, I think that you could be fine with that, or even like a late first round pick. Nerlens Noel, Terrence Ferguson, Muscala, and Dort. I think that that group. Is almost as untradeable because I don't think the value that you get back is sufficient. Um. So I don't know. Hey, I gotta go see my one-year-old see the snow real quick. Will you just just talk about that tier real quick? I'll be right back.
1: You got it, Andrew. What I'm actually going to talk about is that uh, in the past few days, me of and Andrew, me and Andrew have uh, noticed a new follower on Twitter and it is Mike Muscala's father. So Mike Muscala's dad is now following me and I, I wonder is this, does this make me biased now? Am I going to be biased towards Mike Muscala? Cause I know his dad is watching my tweets. What if, what if he has it? What if he has a bad game? Okay. What if he misses four threes in a row? Heat of the moment. I tweet out a negative tweet about Mike Muscala. I would feel bad afterwards because now I know that his father is watching me. Is this going to change how Al Baby Cake slash Deborah Buckets tweets? I don't think we want that, but it could happen. Something I would ask Mike Muscal's dad if I could ever meet him in person did any of Mike's friends growing up ever call him Papa Moose? Because I think it sounds like a pretty good nickname uh, for a father. You know, we used to call uh, Luke Stevens' dad uh, Papa Bear and, and his, what, did we? <laughs> we called, what did we call his mom? Mama Bear, Papa Bear? Yeah, Mama Bear, Papa Bear. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if uh, Mike Pascal's dad was ever called Papa Moose. <laughs> I've just been talking about Mike Pascal's dad this whole time because he, <laughs> he follows both of us now on Twitter. He does.
0: It's so <laughs> weird. Um, what I was getting at, my one year old just saw the snow for the first time. So. I had to. Oh, uh, that's
1: literally first time. Had, yes, the very first time he's seen. Oh wow.
0: Oh, okay. I understand. So um uh he did not know what to think about it, which is probably my
1: guinea my guinea girls have still not seen snow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure I'll be able to have that moment myself oh, yeah. here in the next couple of years. Oh yeah. Um I don't think that trading Nerlens, Ferguson, Moscala
0: or Dort makes a ton of sense for the Thunder. Unless they can get good value. And I just don't think you get good value for those guys. Right? Probably not. I mean, maybe if you attach one of them to... Like, if you attached one of those guys, and I probably would not attach Dort, but if you attach one of those guys and you could get back like a Tony Snell, I'd probably do it. But if you attach Ferguson to Robertson and then get back Tony Snell, would you do that?
1: Well, yeah, but but now we hear that Luke Kennard's available.
0: Yeah, I've got a, I've got a Luke Luke. I mean, I would trade for Luke Kennard if I'm the Thunder. I mean, if I could get him, I would do that. I mean, Terrence Ferg. I mean, you could trade Terrence Ferguson and the Nuggets pick and bring back Luke Kennard. Would you do that?
1: Well, so the Suns deal that was floated out there was Javon Carter. Elio Kobo and a first round pick. Of course, we don't know what that first round pick. Obviously, it's probably not going to be the Suns' unprotected first round pick. But but I don't know, maybe if the Suns were very confident they were going to hang out where they are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you could trade the the equivalent of that trade, I think would be Ferguson and like the Denver first. But I don't know why the Pistons do that. I
0: don't know either. I mean, I would tr- I would do Ferguson Diallo and the Nuggets pick for Kennard.
1: Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: And that saves the Thunder $70,000. So, is that true? Yeah.
1: <laughs> just, just, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> just a little nugget
0: of savings for the Thunder. Yeah. I mean, if you bring it. I mean, Luke Kennard would be awesome. I know he's not healthy right now, but he'd be awesome for this particular team.
1: I think. Yeah. I mean, he'd be great for any. Iteration of the Thunder team going back a decade.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I think he's great to pair with SGA, too, because he can handle and he can he's I mean, he averages four assists a game and he can really shoot it. I mean, I I would do that in a heartbeat. And if the Pistons are willing to do something like that, I mean. I don't think you're losing a whole lot in Ferguson and Diallo. You can just sell to them. Like you can get these athletes. See if you can, you know, get some guys. You know, around Seku Duboya. But I'm just He them, has
1: gotta surround Seku.
0: You got to. You've got get to.
1: him talent.
0: <laughs> you have to. Uh, and then uh, tier five: Hami, Burton, and Nader. These are just kind of your low
1: level wing. Prospect wow, the guys. disrespect to the to the. Former dunk contest winner, just as disrespectful as the NBA has been. I know. How dare you put him in the same tier as Burton Nader?
0: Yeah, I I consider putting him in the tier above. I just have not, I don't know. I just have not been super impressed with him this year. He hasn't been great. Uh, And then Andre Robertson is tier six, where he's just a salary and not a player at this point.
1: Now where's the Herve man? The Herve man's out here saying, "Hey, where am I?" Yeah, yeah, Give me can, a tier. We can throw him in tier five. The Herve okay. man. <laughs> now where? Okay. Speaking of uh, tiers, where would you put Sam Presti?
0: Oh, oh, trading Sam Presti to the Knicks? <laughs> yeah. Tier one, baby. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's got to be a crazy offer.
1: Get, Wait, what? If, what if the Knicks? What would you have to get from the Knicks? For you to be willing to trade Sam Presti.
0: Two unprotected first round picks. In 2021. That's in correct. 2021, 2022. Unprotected. Then I would do Well, it.
1: that's a step rule. Can you, can you still do the step in? Does the step rule matter if you're trading for a GM? I don't know. We could do a pick swap. We could do 2021 unprotected, 2022 pick swap. Yeah. Great. Unprotected. Done.
0: Wow, we just traded Sam Presti. We just traded Sam Presti.
1: Oh no! Sorry, everybody. Yeah, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I don't think Sam Presti would do that.
0: I don't think Sam would do that just because it removes him from the team <laughs> and to the well Knicks. that,
1: and he like loses two choice picks in the next two years right. for his then, new team. Then he has no plan
0: once he gets there. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so. Odds that the Thunder are going to make a trade. We It's 3 o'clock on Thursday. Do you
1: think the Thunder will make a trade? I would put it, if I was doing a percentage, my percentage has been dropping, dropping, dropping. I'm going to say it's down to 20%. Oh, wow. That they do nothing. That they do nothing. Wow. That they stand pat. I think I'd be very excited if they
0: stood pat. To be really? Honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would make for an exciting rest of the season. I think it would make for an exciting summer. Yeah, for sure. What if they stood to Pat <laughs> and brought Patrick Patterson back? <laughs> that would be very exciting. I think they'll make a trade. I think you could see Robertson moved. I think you could see one of the lower-level guys moved along with him. Um, but I'm I'm not expecting fireworks unless somebody steps up, and i haven't had there's no indication to me that somebody will step up but things can change very quickly for the Thunder and you and, and you don't
1: think sam press is going to leave us for the Knicks? i do not I do not strongly do not um
0: so uh follow alex on twitter at al baby cakes you can follow me on twitter at andrew k Schlecht. we'll have a trade deadline wrap up on friday and if and if necessary we'll have an emergency pod if necessary We'll have on Thursday. I'm not sure it will be necessary, but we will be available for that. So uh, make sure you follow our podcast on Twitter at Down2Dunk. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That would mean a lot to us. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys again on Friday.